This is the pastor and the guy next door, podcast number 30. Good evening. I'm your host, Pastor Simon Chapel, and the other handsome fellow is my next-door neighbor, Bill Wall. Join us as we visit Bill's study. This week, we talked about our college memories. We are live. Hello again, Bill. Hello again, Pastor. Again, from 512 West Fountain Street, Dodgeville, Wisconsin. This is a, this is a very nice uh, recruiting studio. And uh, the coffee is good. Thank so you. So I, I, yeah, I, I may come here again. Good. You know, um, we were talking between sessions here about going to college. I remember, I'm looking at some of my memorabilia here. Um, I went to a... Jesuit school in Brady Sheen, the boarding school. Thing is, I was from Brady Sheen, so I did not have to board. And it was a great experience. Got a great education, uh, and I'm not academically gifted. So it was a struggle going through for me, but I made it. And as you can see, I have my tassels hanging from a candle. A candle um, holder there. The red, white, and blue one was from Campion, and the black and gold one was from Laura's College. And I do remember um, taking my ACTs in the fall, and it was during homecoming week. I did absolutely terrible on my ACTs, absolutely terrible. Flat on my face, broke my nose, bloodied it. When I got it back, that same day, I was just like, what up, you know, what's going on, what am I gonna do? So I went down, you know, we were in the senior dorm and I walked by and there was a recruiter there from Loris College. So I stopped in and my parents had been pushing Loris College all through. Now this was probably late October, if not early November, late October, I think. So I sat down with the guy from Lars and talked. And he said, you're at one of the finest high schools in the nation. You're a senior, you're going to college next year, aren't you? I said, yes. He said, here's the application, send it in. And I'm sure you will get in. <laughs> okay, so that day, fill it out, sent it in a couple days later. And, I, you know, but at this time, you had to handwrite everything or type it. Yep. And they had to review everything. You know, Loris is a small school. And it was about a month later. Boom, there it was. Accepted to Loris College. They give you a big pamphlet and what dorm to stay in and all the information, medical records and whatever else you needed. But they're at Campion. Every senior had enough credits to graduate it at the end of the first semester senior year. And 
everybody was pretty much signed, sealed, and delivered on where they're going to go to school because it was that type of school. So, being 17 and dopey like the rest of the 88 students there with me, you know, we took fun courses, didn't study a lot. Some did, some didn't. Some went on a senior project, was, which was like going on a missionary okay. uh, trip or just getting in a car and driving throughout the West, coming back and writing a report. Just doing something other than going to school. Well, if you've already got your, your credits to graduate, then Oh, yeah, and you've been accepted to college. I mean, yeah. So they called it a senior project. <laughs> Which was, okay, let's go on a three-month vacation it's somewhere. It's all what you call it, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was it's so, not goofing off. It's a student project. Yeah. You're right. But it was goofing off. And you, did you, your, your schooling was just like not a boarding thing? You're a, you, since you're from England, you, you didn't go through any Harry Potter stuff, did you? Uh, no, no, my, uh, my schooling was, was different. Um, so I went to what they call senior school, which is, was seven years, and that's like middle and high school all combined together. So years one through three of senior school would be like middle school in this country. And then uh, you then did years four through seven, uh, which would be the equivalent of high school. Different but the same. Uh, different but the same, yeah. Um, and then, of course, we do O-levels and A-levels. So at the end of year five, basically, as you're approaching 16, uh, you take O levels, which are ordinary levels, and then uh, as you're approaching 18, at the end of your year seven, you take uh, A levels or advanced levels. Uh, and that's what we use for university entry requirements. Uh, so I uh, was not a overly studious fellow and uh, I got okay great. Sounds like we were down the same path. <laughs> um, I did get A-levels in uh, math and physics. Um, got, uh, I got C's in math and physics. And, uh, you know. It's, uh, did you open a book? Yeah. I, I, I studied reasonably hard. I earned my my C's. Uh, which, <laughs> which, okay, so, uh, story time. Um, so the cool kids at school, uh, they all discovered day drinking. <laughs> I don't know why, but, because of course the, the drinking age in England is, is, was anyway, uh, 18. And so they would go down to the pub lunchtime when in their year seven uh, and maybe some of them were 18 and maybe it was legit for them but you know there were plenty of them that were still 17 but it was close enough and uh, so they would go and they would drink and apparently uh, they also 
slacked off a little on the studying and um, in math and physics they were all projected to get A's and B's in their A-levels um, which is what you need to be able to go to the, the really good universities um, and some of them were even entered for S-levels now that's that's rare air to get the, so an S-level is a special level and that's by invitation only, and you only are allowed to sit at S level if you're predicted to get an A or a B in your A level. So it's, it's for the, the super brains amongst us. Needless to say, I did, did nobody asked if I wanted to do an S level. <laughs> I tell you what, Campion, there are a lot of the S level guys. Yeah. And I was, I started out in F class. And it goes up to A. Well, you know where A is. But I graduated in C class. But the only reason I graduated in C class is because there weren't enough guys to have a D, E, and an F class. <laughs> you know, you, 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 take, uh, you take your breaks where you can get them. Yeah, and you know what? It's been almost 50 years since my graduation. And there was a lot of that day drinking going on, too, with the cool kids. Uh, yeah. You know, we would get in cars and go up to lacrosse and uh, visit with the Aquinas girls, um, <laughs> which was great fun. I'm sure. And then, uh, you know, just what we call riding around, we call bombing. That was mm. okay. the term. Yeah, we'll just go in the car and bomb around somewhere. Okay. Yeah, so all our uh, S-level and... You know, super clever kids. Uh, as I as I recall, and it's been thirty <laughs> years ago. Uh, well, you're a young man. <laughs> I I am, but it's still been a while. Uh, they only even grade your S level paper if you get an A or a B in your A level. They won't even grade it if you don't get an A or a B. So what do they do? They wad it up and throw it in the wastebasket? Yeah. So, not one the highest grade in in the math and physics uh, classes my year was C. Come again? The highest grade in the math and physics classes was C that year. So, so not one of them got their S level papers graded. They all they all got C's. All of these super clever kids that were uh, they were gonna get A's or you know B if it was a really bad day. So did these guys look like that the the grand marshal or the grand professor from Harry Potter with long beard and long hair and walk around in robes or were they just normal people? No, no, just just normal people. But so these these cool kids uh, was personally I thought it was hilarious because I had studied my socks off and uh well for me anyway and and i was quite pleased with my seeds and they were all like oh no i'm gonna see so they're running around trying to figure out which university will still take them after you know, because the universities would say well if you get uh, like two a's and a b you can study here and th things like that and so they well uh, most of their i think most of them their offers didn't include things like a c <laughs> so what are these universities well, the universities in England. So, but but do they have names like Cambridge? Well, yes, of course. There's, there's Cambridge and Oxford. I don't know if anyone was applying there, but but there's universities all over the place. Uh, I went to the University of Plymouth, um, which 
So were they named after the community that they were in, or did they have their, their name? Names? No, they're the vast majority. Okay, the vast majority of them, certainly the public ones, are named after the city they're in. So, so it'd be Manchester University, Nottingham University. You think of a large city in England, it's probably got a university. There was an Exeter, you know, Plymouth, Exeter, all of those. Uh, there's a Bristol University. There's you know, all of these things. So there's universities there. Uh, some of the ones in London, they're more private, and they have uh, so like the London School of, of Economics or, or things like that. So uh, they do. So we do have um, private universities and public. Uh, but most of the public ones are named after the city where they're at. So I went to the University of Plymouth, which is in Plymouth. <laughs> Surprise. Wow. And like yeah. University of Wisconsin at La Crosse. Or, yes. You know, the whole Wisconsin system is right. named after the school. But then there is Carroll College and Edgewood and the terrible um, Beloit. Well, I guess... Beloit College is in Beloit, but it's a private school. There's yeah. Loris College in Dubuque, University of Dubuque, and Clark College, and Wartburg Seminary. Uh, and then there's another seminary down there, too, and I can't remember what that's called. But every university in Dubuque is private. Except I think there's a technical school there. It's been so many years since I've been involved with, with the stuff at Loris or in Dubuque, every time I go down there, it's either, you know, for shopping, which I'd rather do down there than in Madison, because I just like Dubuque. If I would ever move anywhere else, or have the opportunity to, well, not the opportunity, if I would move anywhere else, my choice would be Dubuque, Iowa, because I just like Dubuque. I like the hills, I like the architecture, I like the river. It's a very pretty area. It is very pretty. I, I, like, I like visiting Dubuque as well. Yeah, so I had these uh, these two A levels and was feeling pretty pleased myself. I had not applied to university to start with, I because uh, I wasn't sure that I was going to do very well with my my exams. Uh, I'm really not the, the studious academic exam taking sort of person. I'll I'll second that motion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not either. And so I had I had originally applied to go to. A school of radiography. Now, radiography in England uh, is what you refer to as uh, being an X-ray technician in this country. So the person that takes the X-ray of the of a of a person. Uh, so I did that for a year. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, dated a couple of nurses, uh, and then said, you know, I I really want to do computers. So I during the summer break. So this is a year after I had completed uh, senior school. I had my A-levels in my uh, possession for a year. I go to Plymouth. I go to the university. Uh, hadn't done any research, like, is this a good place to go and study computer science? Yeah, why would I do that? So I, I walk onto the campus and I'm like, oh, I don't know where anything is. I knew where the campus was. It was in this part of, of Plymouth. Okay, so I parked on the edge of the campus. And was it the right went. end campus or the wrong end? Did you have to go through the opposite end to where you needed to be? Apparently, the Lord was with me because I thought, okay, I just need to ask somebody where I should go. So I stopped the first person that looked like a 
sensible adult and asked where the the computer stuff was because was you know they were like well why well I'm interested in applying for a course come with me then that was the uh, instructor that had been tasked with admissions for the IT class that year so they all they all take it in turns being responsible for uh, the new admissions. So I talked to exactly the person <laughs> that I needed to. They uh, they whisked me up to the IT area, sat me down in the office, and uh, said, so why do you want to do this? And I said, well, because uh, I'm doing radiography, and it's fun, uh, but I really want to do computer stuff. And I said, well, do you have any A-levels? I go, yes, I got these. Are these sufficient? They go, yep. Take this form, fill it out, send it in, all good. <laughs> so I went and did four years of uh, computer science and uh, have a, now, okay, a Bachelor of Science with Honors, but nobody in this country knows what on earth that means. A Bachelor of Science with Honors. Yes. Well, we call that a BS degree, maxim cum laude. Uh, well, I don't think it's exactly the same. So it's, it's the BSC, we call it a BSC which is equivalent to the BS. Uh, well, that depends on what you're talking about, BS. Like well, the baby stuff that you need when you have an infant to pat, or the BS that is commonly known as when somebody yeah, not kisses that. the Blarney story. Uh, yeah, quite so. Not that sort. The <clears throat> Bachelor of Science. Okay. And the, the honors degree, uh, so you actually take an honors course, and you come out with an honors degree, which is considered to be higher than a, a regular degree, but not as high as a master's. So it was like a degree and a half or something. I don't know. But it's not. It's lower than a master's, but it's higher than a, a regular degree. So does this make it easier to get a job? Or do employers look at it? Or do you go forward with this? Alleged, allegedly, uh, employers like to see that you have an honors degree because uh, generally it, it's more uh, it's more rigorous than the regular degree and you, you have to do a, a final year project on your own which is you know uh, like a senior project where you just get in and go somewhere for a while and have a good time no not one of those okay uh, <laughs> no no good time was had on my on my senior uh, senior project uh, it's, it's like a thesis you, you have to do a thesis individual thesis and, you know, it was okay. So I, I, I got the, the honors degree, but I ended up getting um, my first job out of college uh, with some help from some of the instructors. Uh, and, you know, one of my instructors knew somebody who knew somebody and said, here, this guy needs somebody. Apply there and tell him I sent you. And so I got hired. <laughs> it's like, okay, I don't think it, I don't know that it had anything to do with the fact that I had an honors degree. It was it was uh, my first uh, introduction to networking, but it worked. Uh, so that was kind of fun. So that was how I ended up at university. So I went through the University of Plymouth. Um, in the end, it turned out that it was a, a reasonably well respected, I mean, not Oxford and Cambridge level, but it was reasonably well uh, uh, 
thought of in terms of uh, engineering and uh, computer science. So, so that worked out well. Uh, not that anybody in this country, because I only actually, after I graduated, graduated in 90, and then came to this country in 94. So I didn't actually have that long in England. <laughs> well, I, uh, so I came over here, nobody, <clears throat> nobody knows anything about the University of Plymouth. Uh, so nobody knows if that's a good school or a bad school. But uh, and I haven't had a single employer ask to see my actual degree certificate yet. In fact, the first place I started, um, again, hired because my instructor knew somebody who knew somebody. Um, I said, so do you want to see my degree certificate? He goes, no. Okay. <laughs> you know, when you get to a certain age, and I don't think those certificates mean anything. Apparently they, it didn't mean anything at that okay, age either. You, you need it. Um, the only thing I know about Oxford is I had a history professor. He's a Ph.D., Father William Wilkie, he specialized in the Reformation and Renaissance. As one does. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that is enough to get rid of insomnia. I, I believe it. And he went over there for, I think, a year and did, I don't know if he did research or wrote something, whatever, anyway, he was gone for a year. Then he came back. In fact, this that uh, William Wilkie, the Reverend Father William Wilkie, co con celebrated Lisa and my wedding, hmm. along with Pastor Jacobson from uh, the Lutheran, the Hope Lutheran Church of Mineral Point, who has now passed away. In fact, they both have passed away. I guess we've been married for almost uh, forty years. You'd be a pretty old minister or priest <laughs> if you're still around. Indeed. So now, Oxford and Cambridge are—they're uh, kind of the their own their own thing. Only the the really awesome people go there, or allegedly. Anyway. Uh, well, why have, is that? Is that that they're old and? Uh, well, they're they're in terms of universities. I think they're the oldest. Uh, and they have their own entry exam, so it's known as the Oxbridge, which is a uh, portmanteau of Oxford and Cambridge. So you sit the Oxbridge exam, and then that gets you, you have to do well in that to be considered in either one of them. So so if you only want to go to Cambridge, or you only want to go to Oxford, or if you, you don't mind which one you go to, you still have to sit the Oxbridge exam, which is probably, you know, it's like a an SAT, but only for those two schools. So you have to, you have to take that exam, and then they, they use uh, your, your results from that exam as part of considering whether they're going to offer you a a place there. That was like camping. We were in eighth grade and we had to take an entrance, entrance exam. Plus it also, you know, you had to do well on it, but it also, if you had brothers that went there and a father that went there, then they looked at you first because it was a very traditional school. Sure. Yeah, I, needless to say, not being the most studious academic uh, kind of fellow uh, Oxford and Cambridge were, were not in my... I did, well, okay. 
I did go to Cambridge University. It was on a family vacation, and <laughs> we were there in the summer. And and, and, and you, you saw you the actually, buildings. You can and... actually have, you know, there's, there's kind of a little tour that you can do where you can go around the, the campus. So I have been to Cambridge University. Did not get a degree there, but I have been to Cambridge. we're not going to ask. Yes. <laughs> So, yes, oh, yes, back when I was at Cambridge University. Yes, I was a lad. You were a lad, not me. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I haven't, I haven't been, I've been to Oxford, but I don't know that, uh, I don't know I've been to Oxford University, so. But, yeah, very beautiful architecture in both cities. Then England has some, some beautiful architecture. Although my favorite is uh, in the, <coughs> the city of Bath. That is absolutely magnificent. Uh, that's just on the, the edge of the southwest <coughs> of England. It, it's, it's very beautiful. So that didn't get bombed during World War II, did it? No, no, thankfully it did not. Plymouth did. Uh, and they have one of there was a, there was an old church in Plymouth and uh, <coughs> this church got bombed out and destroyed by fire and it was just the, the stone walls left and they preserved it as a, you know, a memory of, of the uh, of the Blitz because Plymouth got blitzed hard because of course it had the um, it had the Naval Dockyard, which was the largest naval dockyard in the uh, northern Europe, and they had uh, ammunition stores there. You name it, they had all kinds of stuff there that the the Germans wanted to blow up. So they were always bombing uh, Plymouth. Uh, they'd be firebombing, regular bombing, all kinds of terrible things. And uh, so this this one church got bombed on. I should know the name, but it's not coming to me. Um, but it's now in the middle of a roundabout. Uh, I, I want to say the roundabout's called Drake's Circus, but it's in the middle of a roundabout, and you could see it from the south end of the university <coughs> campus. And so most of the most of the places where I uh, had classes, you could you could see it out of the window. You know, we aren't talking a lot about our kids going to school, are we? No, no. No, uh, well, I don't think we've ever told about us going to school. <laughs> well, yeah, but you're right in the middle of your kids going to school. Yeah. <laughs> Might have been there, done that. True. Well, I got one doing it, one planning on doing it, and who knows what Peter will want to do. Uh, he he just likes everything. He, he enjoys school, but he enjoys, he's good at math, he likes drawing, he likes writing, so... He, he could do anything. Good for that's him. Fun. That's fun. Well diversified. <clears throat> yes. So what was what was your degree in? Business administration. Oh, okay. Well, you know, that's helpful for a guy that went on to run a business. Yeah, I had accounting, <laughs> one and two. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, accounting one and two, economics, business law, statistics, management, economical or uh, yeah, manager managerial economics. <clears throat> Can't even remember so what the other courses were. A lot of uh, we had to have a basics program. You had to have so much so much 
<laughs> excuse me, math, science, um, speech, literature, art, that kind of thing. Okay. So he had a well-rounded education. You had to have physical education in there. So it was a, a well-rounded, you know, once you were in, you just picked a major at a college. When you go to a university, you have to be accepted into the school of business, into the school of accounting or teaching, whatever. But you had to maintain a certain grade point to get your degree. Okay. And then at the end, you had to take a comprehensive exam and be above a certain point to get your degree. So now, in England, the, the way that the, the university works, you, you actually apply to a specific course. So I, it's, it's not like this country where you, you go to university and you, you kind of take classes and hopefully at some point before you graduate, you figure out what your major is. Um, or at least that's how it seems from, from listening to people talk. Yeah. I applied for a specific course, uh, and, and this, you applied for a specific course, the one I applied for, computing and informatics. Um, it was good, and everything was prescribed. It was, it was four years, three academic and one mandatory, uh, well, in England we call it a placement, but it would be an internship. Uh, so I had to, it was a mandatory one-year internship, and you had to pass it. You got a report from the, the company that you that you went to, uh, and it had to be a good report. Um, so my in, in the first year, all of us that were in that class, and I think there were upper 40s, maybe close to 50 of us, and I don't think we lost more than five or six through the four years. Um, we, we all had... Yeah. This is, these are the classes, these are the times, you, you do this, boom, that's it. You, you get given your schedule, and that's for the, the academic year one, you follow that schedule. You come back for academic year two, here's your schedule. This is what you go to. <laughs> yeah. And these, these are the subjects, and you, at the end of the... I'm trying, I, I don't... And we had terms, we didn't use semesters, we had terms. I think at the end of the academic year, you you took a test in each of the, the subjects that you were doing. Um, and the test, your test result plus your, your coursework result would be merged together somehow and they would declare whether you had passed or failed. Same thing here. Uh, and then, so everybody went to everything the same. In the first two years, we all went and did our uh, mandatory placements. Then we came back, and half the half of the classes in your final year were core classes, and then you had a, you could pick, I can't remember, I want to say like three electives. And so you would see all of the class in your core classes, uh, all of your fellow students, and then whoever you'd see whoever had also picked your, your same electives. Um, and that was, that was how it was. And then you, you know, again, you, you take your, uh, 
you take your tests and they'd say pass or fail. Um, pass, obviously, there is in England we have what are called firsts, which is kind of like an A in your degree. And then you have a upper second, a lower second, and a third. That's how they do degrees in England. So uh, I got a lower second, which is basically a C. <laughs> You but know, you got it. But I got it. Uh, now, interestingly enough, I was talking about the uh, honors degree. So you can get a a first, a two one, a two two, a third, or you can get a degree. So if you get less than a third in your honors degree, the next level down is just a degree so you get your bachelor of science but it wouldn't be with honors so when you put on your graduation gown they don't give you any fancy robes to i wear. don't remember any of that stuff that was so long ago well Gradu i never got one either right graduation is it's like a a minor speed bump in in life in england so to start with you don't graduate from anything prior to university no high school graduation. No, 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 not a thing. Had not even heard of it until I came over here and went, people do what? <laughs> well, a lot of them don't go on from that. Some go yeah. to the military, some go to a trade school, some go to college, they drop out of college, then they go to the military or they go a different route, then they go to the military, then they go back to college. Yeah, um, and that's fine, but yeah, oh, yeah. You, don't, you don't graduate from anything other than university in, in England. And... My graduation ceremony, which I did go to, because uh, uh, I don't remember why now, but anyway, um, that took place in November. So you graduate, you know, by early summer, but the ceremony isn't till November, and half the class didn't even bother turning up because they're off living somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So I still had people back down in that in the Plymouth area that I could go and stay with. So I went down and I, and I, and I went and I'm sure I walked across the stage and I'm sure I rented. I, I don't even remember. I don't, I don't think I even have pictures from it. So I don't remember any of the details, but I do have an envelope with my degree in it I that, that nobody has asked to see and that I haven't framed. So there you go. Well, you're one step ahead of me because I don't have mine framed. <laughs> no, I I, did, I didn't frame it. Oh, so it's okay. still in it's still in its brown envelope. Mine's in my <laughs> folder. Okay. As we graduate, you walk across the stage. They give you a folder without a degree in it. You had to pick up the degree the degree once you returned the cap and gown because that was oh. a rental, <laughs> and you kept your tassel. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. Apparently, tassels and all that kind of stuff is a big deal. And the, yeah, no, I didn't. I don't remember anything about that. The, 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 I don't know. Maybe I just worse. I don't even remember now. because it's, it's not a it's not a big deal. I mean, they they leave it till November. I don't know why they leave it till November. So I but I was able to go down. I went. I walked across the stage. They give you your your brown envelope with your degree in, and that was it. And you're done. Yeah. And they're like, okay. So that's when I went back to work after that because I worked uh, up in Wiltshire. And 
get to the boss. Well, I got my degree certificate. You want to see it? Nope. Okay. <laughs> well, there you are. It's like, wow, that was a bit underwhelming. So I, tell me, I sweated <laughs> over this. Do they have schools for, like, electricians and welders, or is that all, like, an apprenticeship? Do you have to be licensed over there? Uh, they do have some trade schools. Uh, I I don't know much about trade schools because uh, I didn't do that, but uh, they do have them. And in England, you used to be able to leave school at 16. Then they changed the rules so you had to stay till you were 18. But you could do your final two years in a trade school uh, or a community college. So we did have some of those. Uh, there was one in the town that I lived in, and there were some people, and I think the community college did offer trade skills. So people would go and learn how to be a car mechanic, or I presume other things. I, like I said, I, I just did the computer programming thing, so I don't... I never and you really, didn't pay attention to the rest of the world? Uh, I was young and foolish. I mean, you know, who, who pays attention to one of them? That's true. I... I <clears throat> All I can tell you is being young and foolish, it goes real fast. Oh, that it does. That it does. Um, but yeah, and I, my, my father ran, uh, or was the manager of a youth training scheme, which was uh, a scheme for at-risk young people in the 16 to 18 age range. By at-risk, meaning that they either had a parole officer or a social worker. And a, Someone with and a, a, and a tendency, and a yes, and a tendency to <clears throat> attract the attention of the plod. Uh, of the what? The police. Oh, okay. What did you call them? The plod. Oh, plod. Uh, so uh, he was the manager of that, and that taught uh, construction trades. So they would uh, try to teach these little choir boys uh, how to lay bricks do carpentry you know all that kind of stuff welding plumbing you name it electric turn that work. create an energy into something constructive yes yes it's, instead of going to beating the tar out of other people on a Friday night why don't you learn how to weld so you're tired and you can't do that on a Friday night yes go, 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 go home and go to bed go get an honest job then you won't have the energy to stay up late and cause trouble that's right and uh, they were they were quite successful, um, and so my that was uh, what my father did after uh, getting out of the navy. And so this was in Plymouth, and uh, I I don't remember, Dad. You'll have to uh, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I seem to recall that all of the staff, or nearly all of the staff, were former military, and so they had quite a few. Uh, petty officers, chiefs, sergeants, just all kinds of people that were used to being in charge and not taking any lip from people. Because some of these little choir boys could get a little bit... I'm sure. Uh, mouthy, Lippy? Mouthy, uh, <laughs> obstreperous. Sometimes they might need a, a, a firm hand to encourage them to, to study the trade ahead. Uh, and so you've got all these guys that were you know, in the Navy, the Army, you know, just, they knew how to deal with... 
Well, sometimes people, and they they did a superb job, and every time they'd get a review, it was, they would get uh, shining reports that it was well run and organized. Well, of course it was. It was run on military principles. Well, you know, even a kick in the backside is a step in the right direction because you're going forward. Yeah. Uh, so they. They helped a lot of young people, and they had good relationships with a lot of uh, companies in the area that were, were looking for uh, apprentices and things like that. And you know, uh, so they would they would place as many as they could. And you know, they were they were very straightforward. These companies go. These people have uh, interesting pasts. They have, uh, you know, well, they just needed to have that energy channeled yeah, and, and or canaled into the correct direction. Yeah, some some of them. You know, not all of them had had criminal backgrounds, but they they all were fell under the label of at risk, uh, and s- some of them did really well. Some of them just just couldn't couldn't rise above themselves, and you know, it didn't work out. But some of them did really well, and and there were some companies that got some some very good apprentices out of the the program. So so that was pretty cool stuff. So different than it was, so different now. You know, a computer you can put in a, a pocket and kick, take it away. When I went to Loras College in the <laughs> early 70s, we had two computers on campus and they were as big as this room. I, I believe it. Yep, I believe it. With one program. Well, maybe the next time we get together, I have to talk about our kids going to school and what we as parents faced. We should do that. Yes, yes, that would be fun. Uh, now, let me uh, just say, going back to talking about my degree, I, I'm, you know, from, from your perspective, I'm sure your business degree, obviously individual legislation changes and tax rates change and, and the I like the accountants take care of that stuff. Right. A paperwork that you're supposed to do, that can change. But it probably doesn't change that much. Uh, you know, you know that you know Uncle Sam's gonna want some tax. How much and exactly on what varies, but but you know, there's certain standard things. Uh, profit's a profit, a loss is a loss, and tax is a tax and you know, all that kind and of stuff. And depreciation is depreciation. Yeah. Double entry bookkeeping that hasn't changed for uh, well, hundreds of years, whatever. Right. So it's that's all fairly standard. Uh, now, my degree in, in computer science, in terms of what I was taught then that I still use now, almost nothing. Less than 10% of what I was taught at university is still relevant now. I will take that back to what the dean of the freshman at Camping High School told 180 of us in one evening. And his name was Father Aspenleiter. He told us, he would address us the first couple days we were there. We had 90 students facing one direction in this huge study hall, 90 in another direction. And he would walk in and then down a flight of steps into a study area. And he would stand at the top and he said, you will be forced to think here, and you will get a headache, but that's okay. It will eventually go away, 
I think college and your upper levels just teach you how to think, how to, how to uh, change. In, in my, my business, I, the clothing business is forever changing all the time. Right. And you have to be able to make a connection with your customer, make a connection with the sales reps, and now you hardly have a sales rep. You do a lot of it online, which is tough. You lose that, that right. human um, contact that we talked about earlier yep. in the drive-through. Yes. Yeah. So I think the important thing to learn at college, university, whatever, uh, is not so much <clears throat> the facts. It's more learning how to learn and learning the principles. So you know, of course, I I learned some good principles. But other things, this you know, we had to learn this technology and that technology, and nobody uses those anymore. It's all gone. That's why they have seminars. Yeah. So I would, you know, when I got out of university, thankfully I was, you know, I was one who self-studied. So when I say I'm not academic, I'm not. Somebody else says you must study this and then take a test. Okay, I'm not that. But in terms of, I I love learning. I love reading and learning. So uh, I have. Everything that I do these days is because I learned that skill by myself and said, well, I, I want to know how to do this. And I learned it, and you know, whether it's a C programming language or a Java programming language or how to do database design or, or all of these things, uh, how to write requirements, how to do agile development techniques, all of that, I have learned it myself and then applied it on the job. Um, yeah, I, I'm using less than ten percent of what was taught back at university. So I'm, I'm but I'm not saying that my degree was useless because it was all relevant at the time. But the more important thing I got was learning how to learn. Correct. I will agree with you on that. So, and with that, I'm all out of wisdom. So either oh, say can, something wise, or we'll wrap this well, up. I could. Continue to cough a little bit with my <laughs> sinus drainage, but I choose not to do that. Um, yeah, we had a fun time here. Was very good. Yes. A few more chores, and then I have to head off to Fairboat, Minnesota tomorrow. I'd nearly forgotten what you looked like, but I did recognize you when you opened the door. Well, I can send you a picture anytime. <laughs> send you a selfie. Sure, sure. No. Well, this has been fun. Do you want to close us out? Folks, it's been an enjoyable conversation. Uh, next time, we'll try to stay on task with our kids going to school <laughs> instead of yeah. us. Yeah. yeah and that's why I think I had the coughing spell earlier. <laughs> All right. Okay, Wonderful. Parting is such sweet sorrow. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. I hope that you enjoyed hanging out. 